0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: Tuesday is always a good day because it's Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, July 6, 2021. Tuesday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one and Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. This is the optional memorial of St. Maria Garetti, born in 1890. She was sitting at the top of the stairs of her house, 12 years old, and 18-year-old Alessandro ran up and seized her and pulled her into a bedroom. She struggled and tried to call for help, Alessandro began striking at her blindly with a long dagger. Maria's last hours were marked by the forgiveness of her murder. Alessandro was sentenced to 30 years in prison. One night he had a dream of Maria gathering flowers and offering them to him, and his life changed. At Maria's canonization, a 66-year-old Alessandro knelt among the quarter million people and cried tears of joy. And along with pope francis we pray that in social economic and political situations of conflict we may be courageous and passionate architects of dialogue and friendship 10 minutes with jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a catholic priest here's today's 10 minutes with jesus my lord and my god i firmly believe that you are here
2: that you see me that you hear me i adore you with profound reverence I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. If you've ever been whitewater rafting, then you might have some sympathy for the disciples go through in today's gospel. When I was about six years of age, we went on a family trip to Canada. And the highlight one of the days was that we were going whitewater rafting. Well, to me, we were just going on a boat. I was really looking forward to getting out into the fresh air and onto the water. There was about 20 of us crammed onto this inflatable dinghy with a very expert guy who was steering the boat and giving us all kind of information about the scenery and the wildlife and everything else. Well, after a few minutes, I appreciated why they were called whitewater rapids. Uh, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. It's absolutely petrified, clinging for dear life to the rope that we had at the side of the boat on one hand and to my mother on the other hand, at really different points, thought I was going to flip right off into the water and that I was going to be swallowed up by the white swells that were all around us. And just whenever things calmed down a bit, the guy who was steering, who really seemed to be enjoying himself, by the way, said, oh, look over there to that little island. Well, last week I saw a bear swimming. Wasn't that cool? And I thought, no, that is not cool. We're in this inflatable boat in the middle of swirling water. And the last thing we need is a bear coming along. I was absolutely petrified and I was never so glad to get back onto dry land again. Well, disciples get into a bit of bother today whenever they're on a boat in the midst of the lake. And we're told that the waves were breaking all over them. And you can appreciate what that fear is like. But Jesus, who is with them, is asleep on the boat. And they wake him saying, Lord, save us, we're, we're going down. And Jesus, you respond in a kind of a strange way. You, you say, why are you frightened, you men of little faith? And then you stand up and you rebuke the winds and the wave and all is calm again. And the disciples are just left in utter amazement that you have the power to calm the waves and you have the power to stop the storm. And the threat of danger is, is gone instantly. But surely we have some sympathy for those disciples who are literally at the mercy of the powerful water. And in the midst of all of that danger, it seems, Lord, that, that you're asleep, that you just don't experience the same kind of fear that they do. Well, water is a very strong image in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament. In the book of Genesis, the very first chapter, we read that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. It wasn't until the third day that God created the land by separating the waters and allowing the dry land to appear. The water, in other words, represents what went before, that formless void, that deep that has no sense of life yet in it. In Genesis chapter six, when we read a little bit further, we read that God sent a flood to punish the people because of their sinfulness. And the water covered the earth in the same way that it had in the beginning. And God, you restored the factory settings, if you like, because of the sinfulness of the people. You saved Noah on the ark with the animals and his family. And it's only whenever the waters recede And the dry land appears again, just like it did on the third day, that you then, God promised us that never again would you send a flood. But the memory of that flood and the memory of the formless void that existed in the beginning was deeply embedded in the minds of the people. And water, and particularly the deep water of the sea, recalls power over life. The great deep that swallows up the dry land and brings all things with it. And water reminds us of that formless void of all that existed beforehand. Now in the midst of the storm, you, Jesus, are asleep. And the disciples are fearing for their lives. How can it be that you are unresponsive? You're fast asleep. How can it be that you don't seem to care that they are perishing? So they wake you naturally, as any of us would. And you rebuke them for their lack of faith? And then you calm the storm and they're left in utter amazement at everything that has happened. Well clearly this story has more to do than just with calming a storm. And it leaves me with two kind of obvious questions maybe. The first is, why Lord do you rebuke them for their lack of faith? I mean, each one of us might feel the same if we were in that situation about to drown, and we would cry out to you for help, in the same way that I felt whenever I was on that boat in Canada. And the second question, which I think is linked to the first, is why are you asleep? How is it that you can sleep whenever they're so afraid? Well, to be a disciple of Jesus means to live in a new way, even though it's expressed in many different ways. But the essential point is that we anchor our present and our future in you, Lord. And also through your mercy, we give you our past, that you'll overlook our sins, and you'll grant us the freedom from anything that might have held us back in the past. But the fear of the water in this scene in the Gospel is more than just the waves that are battling that little boat. It is the fear of returning to the formless void in the beginning. It is a fear of returning to the life that we had before we became a new creation in you, Jesus. Now, you might think that's a bit of a stretch. How do we get from the boat to the deep fear about formless void? Well, Jesus, you rebuke their lack of faith because when we are your disciples, there is no longer any void. There's no longer any formlessness in our life. Because our lives are built upon you, who is the rock. And whenever we face difficulties, especially those that seem overwhelming and powerful, that fear of emptiness or that void creeps back in. We fear that we have nothing to cling to when everything is slipping through our fingers. But it is that confidence in you, Jesus, who are our yesterday, our today and tomorrow that saves us from the brink. So we see the answer to the second question. Lord, you are sleeping on that boat because you don't have that same fear of the formless void. You don't have that fear of the deep, unpredictable water because you're completely and totally immersed in your Heavenly Father. You are anchored in Him. He is your rock, and that is your confidence. You can sleep even in the midst of a terrible storm because you don't fear what's going to come next. You certainly don't fear the deep. You don't fear that formlessness and void. Mother, we turn to you. Your son rebuked the disciples because of their lack of faith. Well, Sometimes we might have that little bit of lack of faith too. We might panic whenever things seem to overwhelm us. But renew our confidence in your son Jesus, who alone has the power to save us who alone is the power to rescue us from the deep because we are completely secure in him. We don't fear what's coming down the line because we know that we're safe with him. Give us that same confidence that we could fall asleep just with him. I have a friend who's just had a little baby, and it's amazing how everything revolves around the life of the child. When she wants to be entertained, everybody has to dance to her tune. But whenever she's asleep, she can sleep through a brass band. It's because she has complete and total confidence in her mother and father's love. She's content and she can fall asleep because she knows that she'll be protected. Give us that same confidence, Lord, that we see so easily in little children, because we are your children. And when we are with you, we feel that trust. And when we are with you, give us that confidence that we can trust you, Lord whatever the storms that are facing us. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you've communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.
1: More of 10 minutes with Jesus at relevantradio.com and on the Relevant Radio app, 15 past the hour. We'll pray next, it's daybreak on july 6 2021 tuesday of the 14th week in ordinary time this is daybreak on relevant radio and the relevant radio app i'm paul sodic let's pray with the whole church we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in the invitatory psalm and the office of readings lord open my lips
3: and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim, will proclaim your, your praise. praise come let us worship the lord our mighty god Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing for joy.
4: Come,
5: let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, Come let us
3: worship, worship the Lord Almighty God. God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God.
5: Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come,
3: Come let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son, And to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God.
6: Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Surrender Surrender to God, and and he He will do everything for you. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil, for they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act, so that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger. And forget your rage. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. For those who do evil shall perish. The patient shall inherit the land. A little longer, and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place, he is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Surrender to God, and and He will do everything everything for you. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is at hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn. His bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth. For the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In time of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord. They are like the beauty of the meadows. They shall vanish they shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying, but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land, but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. Though he stumble, he shall never fall, for the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young And now I am old, but I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. Then turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever, for the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. The unjust shall be wiped out forever, and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land. There they shall live forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning,
4: beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Turn Turn away from from evil. Learn to do God's will. The The Lord Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him.
6: Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in His way. Wait Wait for for the Lord to lead. lead then follow in his way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasion to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep to his way. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land, and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again. He was gone. I searched. He was nowhere to be found. See the just man. Mark the upright. For the peaceful man, a future lies in store. But sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store for the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord, their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in Him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will
4: will be forever. forever. Amen.
7: Let us pray. You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom first of all, rather than in- imitate the powerful and envy
0: the rich.
8: Wait
4: for the Lord to lead, then follow
8: in his way. Teach me goodness and holy wisdom,
7: for I have put my trust in your guidance. From the
8: second book of Samuel. David's army took the field against Israel, and a battle was fought in the forest near Mahanaim. The forces of Israel were defeated by David's servants, and the casualties that day were heavy—twenty thousand men. The battle spread out over the entire region, and the thickets consumed more combatants that day than did the sword. Absalom unexpectedly came up against David's servants— He was mounted on a mule, and as the mule passed under the branches of a large terebinth, his hair caught fast in the tree. He hung between heaven and earth, while the mule he had been riding uh, ran off. Someone saw this and reported to Joab that he had seen Absalom hanging from a terebinth. Joab said to his informant, If you saw him, why did you not strike him to the ground on the spot? Then it would have been my duty to give you fifty pieces of silver and a belt. But the man replied to Joab, Even if I already had a thousand pieces of silver in my two hands, I would not harm the king's son. For the king charged you and Abishai and Ittai in our hearing to protect the youth Absalom for his sake. Had I been disloyal and killed him, the whole matter would have come to the attention of the king and you would stand aloof. Job replied, I will not waste time with you in this way. And taking three pikes in hand, he thrust for the heart of Absalom still hanging from the tree alive. Next, ten of Job's young armor-bearers closed in on Absalom and killed him with further blows. Job then sounded the horn, and the soldiers turned back from the pursuit of the Israelites because Job called to them to halt. Absalom was taken up and cast into a deep pit in the forest, and a very large mound of stones was erected over him. And all the Israelites fled to their own tents. Now David was sitting between the two gates and a lookout mounted to the roof of the gate above the city wall, where he looked about and saw a man running all alone. The lookout shouted to inform the king, who said, If he is alone, he has good news to report. As he kept coming nearer, the lookout spied another runner. From his place atop the gate, he cried out, There is another man running by himself, and the king responded, He too is bringing good news. Then the lookout said, I notice that the first one runs like... Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. The king replied, He is a good man. He comes with good news. Then Ahimaaz came out, called out, and greeted the king. With face to the ground, he paid homage to the king and said, Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delivered up the man who rebelled against my lord the king. But the king asked, Is the youth Absalom safe? And Ahimaaz replied, I saw a great disturbance when the king's servant, Joab, sent your servant on, but I do not know what it was. Then the king said, Step aside and remain in attendance here. So he stepped aside and remained there. When the Cushite came in, he said, Let my lord the king receive the good news that this day the lord has taken your part, freeing you from the grasp of all who rebelled against you. But the king asked the Cushite, Is young Absalom safe? The Cushite replied, May the enemies of my lord the king and and all who rebel against you with evil intent be as that young man.
4: The king was shaken
8: and went to the room over the city gate to weep. He said as he wept, My son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you, Absalom my son, my son. Job told that the king was weeping and mourning for Absalom. And that day's victory was turned into mourning for the whole army when they heard about that the king was grieving for his son. The soldiers stole into the city that day like men shamed by flight in battle. Meanwhile, the king covered his face and cried out in a loud voice, My son Absalom, Absalom,
4: my son, my son. The Word of the Lord.
8: If an enemy had taunted me, I could have tolerated it. But But you, my closest friend, whose pleasant companionship
4: companionship I enjoyed, have turned turned against me. me.
8: The king was deeply moved and went up to the room over the city gate and wept. And as he went he cried out, But but you, my my closest friend,
4: friend, whose pleasant
0: companionship companionship I enjoyed,
4: have have turned turned against
0: me. me. A reading from a discourse on the Psalms by Saint Augustine, Bishop. We entreat you, brothers, as earnestly as we are able, to have charity not only for one another, but also for those who are outside the church. Of these, some are still pagans who have not yet made an act of faith in Christ. Others are separated, in so far as they are joined with us in professing faith in Christ, our Head, but are yet divided from the unity of the body. My friends. We must grieve over these as over our brothers. Whether they like it or not, they are our brothers, and they will only cease to be so when they no longer say, Our Father. The prophet refers to some men saying, When they say to you, You are not our brothers, you are to tell them, You are our brothers. Consider whom he intended by these words. Were they the pagans? Hardly. For nowhere either in Scripture or in our traditional manner of speaking, do we find them called our brothers. Nor could it refer to the Jews who did not believe in Christ. Read St. Paul and you will see that when he speaks of brothers without any qualification, he refers always to Christians. For example, he says, Why do you judge your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? And again, You perform iniquity and commit fraud, and this against your brothers. Those then who tell us, You are not our brothers, are saying that we are pagans. That is why they want to baptize us again, claiming that we do not have what they can give. Hence their error of denying that we are their brothers. Why then did the prophet tell us, Say to them, You are our brothers? It is because we acknowledge in them that which we do not repeat. By not recognizing our baptism, they deny that we are their brothers. On the other hand, when we do not repeat their baptism, but acknowledge it to be our own, we are saying to them, You are our brothers. If they say, Why do you seek us? What do you want of us? We should reply, You are our brothers. They may say, Leave us alone. We have nothing to do with you. But we have everything to do with you, for we are one in our belief in Christ so we should be in one body, under one head. And so, dear brothers, we entreat you on their behalf, in the name of the very source of our love, by whose milk we are nourished, and whose bread is our strength, in the name of Christ our Lord and his gentle love. For it is time now for us to show them great love and abundant compassion by praying to God for them. May he one day give them a clear mind to repent, and to realize that they have nothing whatever to say against the truth. They have nothing now but the sickness of their hatred, and the stronger they think they are, the weaker they become. We entreat you, then, to pray for them. For they are weak, given to the wisdom of the flesh, to fleshly and carnal things, but yet they are our brothers. They celebrate the same sacraments as we, not indeed with us, but still the same. They respond with the same Amen not with us, but still the same. And so pour out your hearts for them in prayer to God.
6: I implore you in the Lord, lead a life worthy of the vocation to which you have been called.
0: Be careful
8: to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace.
6: There is one body and one Spirit, and there is but one hope given to you by your calling.
8: Be careful to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace.
7: Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, for on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit,
1: God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, we will take a look at today's gospel next. This is Daybreak. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time, July 6th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we read of The Lord's Compassion on the People from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. As they were going away, behold,
8: a dumb demoniac was brought to Jesus. And when the demon had been cast out, the dumb man spoke, and the crowds marveled.
9: Never was anything like this seen in Israel.
1: But the Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the prince of demons.
8: Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every infirmity. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples,
7: The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his
1: harvest. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. All of the daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. In the Old Testament, Jacob wrestles with an angel who appears in human form, and the angel finally says, Okay, you win. Well, this symbolizes the spiritual struggle of all of us. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4 Ordinary Time. Jacob's mysterious wrestling match with the angel in human form on the banks of the river Jabbok marks a pivotal turning point in the patriarch's life. Up till then, Jacob had behaved in an all-too-human way, relying on purely natural means. From that moment on, he would put his trust above all else in God, who reaffirmed in him the covenant with the chosen people. Jacob was able to win in that contest only through the strength that God gave him, and the lesson to be learned from this event was that God's blessing and protection would never be wanting in any of the difficulties that were to come. The Book of Wisdom expresses it thus, in his arduous contest, she gave him the victory so that he might learn that godliness is more powerful than anything. For the fathers of the church, this scene from the Old Testament is an image of the spiritual struggle the Christian has to sustain against forces very superior to himself and against his own passions and tendencies, which have inclined mankind towards evil ever since original sin was committed. St. Paul warns us that we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places these are the rebel angels who have already been vanquished by christ but who will not cease to incite man towards evil until the very end of his life on earth every day there are contests within our hearts saint augustine teaches each man fights against a whole army within his soul the enemies are pride avarice gluttony sensuality laziness And the saint adds, it is difficult to prevent those attacks from wounding us. Nevertheless, we can be certain of victory if we make use of the resources that God has given us, namely prayer, mortification, complete sincerity and spiritual direction, the help of our guardian angel, and above all, of our mother Mary. Moreover, if he who has given his very life for us is the judge in this contest, how can we fail to be rightfully proud and confident? In the Olympic Games, the referee stations himself between the two adversaries without favoring either one or the other awaiting the outcome. If the referee places himself equidistant from the two contenders, it is because his attitude is neutral. In the struggle where we come face to face with the devil, Christ does not remain impartial. He is entirely on our side. How can this be? You can see that from the moment we entered the lists, these are the words spoken by St. John Chrysostom to some Christians on the day of their baptism. He anointed us while at the same time he bound the other in chains. Us he has anointed with the oil of gladness and the devil he has bound with unbreakable fetters so as to bring his assaults to nothing. If I stumble, he holds out his hand to me. He raises me from my fall, and he sets me on my feet again. However many temptations, difficulties, or tribulations may assail us, Christ is forever our safeguard. He does not leave us. He is not neutral. He is always on our side. We can all say with St. Paul, I can do everything in Christ who strengthens me, who gives me the help I need if only I turn to him and use the means he has established in conversation with god by francis fernandez is published by scepter publishers you'll find it at your local catholic bookstore 14 before the hour let's pray with the whole church we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer
7: god come to my assistance
4: lord make haste to help me
7: glory to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit
5: Rising.
8: Send forth your light and your truth. Lord, Lord, send send forth forth your your light and your your truth. truth.
9: Defend me, O God, and plead my cause against a godless nation. From deceitful and cunning men, rescue me, O God.
8: Since you, O God, are my stronghold, why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe?
9: O send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell.
8: And I will come to the altar of God, the God of my joy. My Redeemer, I will thank you on the harp, O God, my God.
9: Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God.
8: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now
9: and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and and pour over us the brightness of your light. Lord,
4: Lord,
8: send forth forth your your light and your truth.
9: Lord, keep us safe all the days of our lives.
8: Lord, keep keep us safe all the days of our lives. Once I said, In the noontime of life I must depart to the gates of the netherworld where I shall be consigned for the rest of my years.
9: I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world.
8: My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life like a weaver, who severs the last thread.
9: Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment.
8: Like a swallow I utter shrill cries. I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak, gazing heavenward. O oh Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety.
9: You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction when you cast behind your back all my sins.
8: For it is not the netherworld that gives you thanks, nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down into the pit await your kindness.
9: The living, the living give you thanks, As I do today, fathers declare to their sons, O God, your faithfulness.
8: The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to stringed instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life.
9: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
8: Lord, keep keep us safe all the days of of our
9: life.
8: To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To
9: To you, O God, God, our praise is is due in in Zion. Zion. To you our praise is due in Zion, O God. To you we pay our vows, you who hear our prayer.
8: To you all flesh will come with its burden of sin, too heavy for us our offenses, but you wipe them away.
9: Blessed is he whom you choose and call to dwell in your courts. We are filled with the blessings of your house, of your holy temple.
8: You keep your pledge with wonders, O God our Savior, the hope of all the earth and of far distant isles.
9: You uphold the mountains with your strength. You are girded with power. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples.
8: The ends of the earth stand in awe at the sight of your wonders. The lands of sunrise and sunset you fill with your joy.
9: You care for the earth, give it water, you fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain.
8: And thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows. You level it, soften it with showers. You bless its growth.
9: You crown the year with your goodness. Abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of the wilderness it flows.
8: The hills are girded with joy the meadows covered with flocks, the valleys are decked with wheat. They shout for joy, yes, they sing.
9: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, hope of all the earth, Hear the humble prayer of your children as we sing your praises. Pour out your Spirit on us so that our lives may bear fruit abundantly.
8: To To you, O God, God, our our praise praise is due in in Zion. A reading from 1 Thessalonians You are not in the dark, brothers, that the day should catch you off guard like a thief. No, All of you are children of light and of the day. We belong neither to darkness nor to night. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, Lord, listen listen to my my cry. cry.
9: All All my trust trust is is in your your promise. promise.
8: Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you.
9: All my trust
8: Trust is is in in your promise. promise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, listen Listen to my my cry. All my
9: trust trust is is in your promise. Lord,
6: save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them
9: free. Save us from the hands of all who hate us.
7: Let us bless our Savior who enlightens the world by His resurrection. Let us humbly beg Him. Keep us, Lord, on Your path. Keep Keep us, Lord,
4: on Your path.
7: Lord Jesus, we honor Your resurrection in our morning prayer.
6: The hope of Your glory enlightens our day. Keep Keep us,
8: Lord, on Your path. path.
7: Accept, Lord, our prayers and petitions
6: as the first fruits of our day. Keep, Keep us, us, Lord, on your path. path.
7: Grant that we may progress today in your love.
6: And that all things may work together for our good and the good of all. Keep, Keep us, Lord, us, Lord, on, on your path. path.
7: Make our light shine so
6: brightly before men that seeing our good works they may give glory to the Father. Keep us, Lord, on your path.
7: Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us.
4: Our Father, who art in heaven,
6: hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us.
9: And and lead us not into into temptation, but deliver us from evil. evil. Lord Jesus Christ, true light of the world, you guide all mankind to salvation. Give us the courage, strength, and grace to build a world of justice and peace, ready for the coming of that kingdom. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
7: May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
1: Morning air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sodik. Let's do it again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord.
0: Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org.